listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm just here alone, gazing unblinkingly into the face of death that inevitably awaits all of us. I'm Stephanie, and I'm hungry like the wolf. (laughs) I think that's a reflex. (laughs) Uh, We're back again! Yay! Another hiatus over. Uh, But, uh, you know, we we have been uh, around anyway, doing commentaries and interviews and all that. Um, So, uh, let's uh, quickly get into the news, because I know we're going to want to talk about this episode. Um, how, sorry, how have you been, Steph? <laughs> I am fine. Okay. I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, crazy life. Um, all right, so, uh, our first, uh, part of the news is the ratings. The ratings, uh, who cares? Season three, baby! Yeah. Right? <laughs> how are the ratings? Are they about the same? Yeah, they're about the same. Okay. 0.5, 1.21 million viewers, but who cares? Season three, baby! <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying see, season three, baby, until it gets very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, we have some uh, casting news. Uh, nobody uh, – well, actually, I did hear somebody kind of big, but maybe I won't spoil that. This one I'll talk about. Andrea Savage um, has signed on to iZombie. I'm not really sure when she'll be popping up. Uh, Deadline says that she's going to be playing a character – Working in a private military firm that may have some sort of interest in Max Rager. Uh, she's been in movies like Step Brothers and Dinner for Schmucks. Currently starring in the Hot Wives show on Hulu, which I guess is like a spoof on The Real Housewives. Um, but here's the interesting thing about her. Uh, she was originally going to star in uh, Rob Thomas's uh, other show, Party Down. And she was going to play Casey, who uh, who ended up being played by uh, Lizzie Kaplan. And the only reason why she didn't play that role is because she ended up getting pregnant and had to withdraw. So uh, <laughs> I'm assuming since she was talented enough to be considered as a main cast member of Party Down, she's going to be a fine addition to iZombie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the heck with it. I'll just say, since we're talking about Party Down, Ken Marino is coming to iZombie. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Um, I, I did check. He's not playing Vinnie Van Lowe <laughs> from uh, Veronica Mars. I was a little sad about that, but who knows? Maybe he'll be uh, just as uh, uh, sketchy and low down as uh, Vinnie. I don't know. Um, so all the episode titles and descriptions actually have been released. So, uh, I won't read any of those descriptions in a news section because, you know, I don't want to spoil people. People get very sensitive about that, but let me just break down how the rest of season two is airing. Uh, I'm going to tell you the names of the episodes. Is that okay? Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so our next next week's episode is uh, on March 28th. It's called Pour Some, Pour Some Sugar Zombie. <laughs> and uh. that, that's uh, Diane Rogerio, right? And uh, April 5th is going to be Reflections of the Way Live Used to Be. And that's by Bob Dearden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then April 12th is going to be our double episode uh, season finale. The first hour is called Dead Beat. And that's by John Embaum, who uh, uh, wrote this week's episode. Hey, I just thought of his name's Embaum. That's pretty funny. Maybe it's not pronounced <laughs> that way. I'm a jerk. Um, and, the sec- <laughs> <laughs> and the second hour 
of the uh, finale is going to be the episode Salivation Army. Huh. Salivation, Salivation Army. Salivation Army. And so, so it sounds like military. Yeah, maybe that's when Andrea Savage is going to show up. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and strangely enough, that episode's written by Bob Dearden as well. Uh, Rob Thomas isn't writing the last episode, um, hmm. but uh, I'm still very much looking forward to it. It should be awesome. So next week is the p- stripper prostitute. Yeah, pour some sugar, zombie. <laughs> is she a stripper or a prostitute? I'm, I'm assuming she's a stripper from the previews. But uh, again, we don't want to spoil anybody. People get okay, sensitive. So true. Oh and then the next episode was was what? Reflections of the way live used to be. If you want to just skip back in um, in the podcast player and listen to me say that, um, go right ahead. <laughs> but, but I'm trying to work out in my brain what kind of brain that could be. Oh, okay. I'm trying to imagine. I know, so I don't want to say. <laughs> okay, so people don't want to know. People okay. don't want to know. So is it like a big flashback episode? You are, Don't tell you're me. Wel- okay. You're welcome to theorize. Okay. And then, <laughs> okay, the, then the two-parter, two-parter uh, finale is what now? Dead beat. Dead beat. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a cop. Maybe. Okay. And, and then. Uh, Salivation Army. Salivation Army. So military. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay, that's exciting. Like, how, like, think about the episode we're talking about tonight. How, how in the world are we going to get to military? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking if uh, if zombies start getting out of control, uh, maybe the mm-hmm. military ought to be called in. I have no idea. Yeah, the descriptions of the episodes are... I mean, they tell a bunch, probably too much to be comfortable without it being spoilery, but it's still, the last actually two don't actually give away what the brains are, so Mm -hmm. I don't really know that, so. Okay. Anyway, um, so why don't we get into our discussion of tonight's episode, shall we? And tonight's episode is called He Blinded Me with Science. <laughs> so uh, we got, uh, uh, you know, s- several different plot lines going on in here. Why don't we just start off with uh, uh, Blaine and the cure, that whole plot line. Yeah. What did you think about that? Uh, okay. So Ravi tells Blaine what he can expect. He can expect mm-hmm. for his... To start declining, and then he will die. Yep, he's on borrowed time. But what about the fact that he basically died? Uh, yeah. Maybe he didn't die? Well, I mean, he di- <laughs> he died but got turned back into his... I think he, tur- he was turning into a zombie when As his throat was... was yeah, when his throat got slit. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, so Blaine started... He starts coughing. Yeah. So he's starting to decline. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. And, you know, he gets this uh, break break the glass uh, uh, last minute cure, possibly cure, possibly uh, could cause some uh, horrible long-term effects. Ravi doesn't really know, but he gives him this needle because uh, Blaine is not giving up that list. 
because he knows that if he gives away the list, he gives away his power. And if he gives away his power, he's, you know, he's no use to Ravi and Liv. Um, so he puts the needle in his arm and, uh, the camera, I, I watched it again. The camera actually pans up before we can actually see him inject this, uh, liquid in, into him. I mean, his face makes an expression like he's just injected himself with something. Right. But I'm not sure. We don't know we 100% don't know. that no. he did do, give himself the cure. But Ravi did put a buffer in this dose, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, science. <laughs> science. Science. I think people people will either be like like Jen, will be completely satisfied, will feel satisfied that there is technical jargon, or mm. they'll be unsatisfied because it's kind of um, it's kind of empty jargon. I don't really know if it's empty or not. It's, I don't uh, either. It's sciencey. <laughs> we have we have email from uh, Jen today. Oh, okay, good. And we also have uh, a voicemail from Dr. Moira. So we have two uh, scientists. Science, yeah, scientists. And I'm, I'm kind of a scientist, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, what else about this Blaine uh, storyline? I mean, did, I uh, the, one of the first things I I wanted to point out was the uh, the title card of "Feed Me Sea Morgue," <laughs> <laughs> and how he makes his entrance into the morgue, acting like a like a Romero, pretty much starts saying "brains, brains." Yeah, Blaine makes great entrances. <laughs> yes, always, 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 always makes great entrances. Oh, and he gets Robbie's clothes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and if you know anything about uh, you know Raúl and uh, David Anders' off-screen relationship, it's a lot like uh, him and uh, Robert Buckley. I mean, they're just like close friends. They they always uh, uh, seem to uh, be hanging out and playing gags on each other. I mean, I'm not gonna uh, pretend to know everything, but it looks like they are really having a lot of fun with this. Uh, the fact that uh, uh, Anders gets to wear. Uh, the typical Ravi wardrobe, but also slip the accent back on, which uh, was really awesome to hear because, you know, um, the first time I watched David Anders was in Alias and uh, Mr. Sark was uh, very much a British uh, person. So anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to point out about this uh, storyline was, uh, did you notice that... Blaine was starting to feel his mortality and started acting. I would have to say a little unblaine-like, but then again, no. What happened was when he came into the morgue, Ravi gave him the brain, part of the brain that Liv was on, the scientist brain, the scientist who had got burned alive, got burned right. up, and so he and. Uh, Liv were kind of speaking the same language at one point. They, you know, she was like, "Well, Ravi, you ha- of course you have to add a buffering agent." And 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 yeah. uh, Blaine was like, "Yes, to counteract the blah 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 blah." <laughs> so and I love R- Ravi's like, "I'm really getting tired of you two dilettantes." <laughs> <laughs> so, but then later on, um, well, he he gets a new brain from uh, Don E and Chief. That's one of the things I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's what happened. He got some sort of super, like, moral 
uh, brain because the brain that you know Ravi gave him the the scientist she wasn't exactly a, a nice person she wasn't a very moral person at all she faked tests and caused yeah. an accident to happen and of course worked at Max Rager um, so uh, yeah so I'm wondering if it's from the fresh brain um, yeah the fresh brain I'm sorry I, I was, uh, our tutor's not here. Um, <laughs> The they fresh brain. I don't. The guy was a very, very nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what uh, Blaine. He ate that brain, and then he donated money to a muscular dystrophy charity. Yeah, Five thousand dollars, I noticed. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Did, did did I miss something? Did they mention something about this corpse? Anything about his the the person that they took the brains from or? Oh, um, who's the twin that survived? Donnie. Donnie and Chief. Mm -hmm. They were talking about him, uh, what a nice guy he was. Hmm, really? Yeah. I can't remember that. Um, but that. As they're standing there, uh, taking his brain out, and you can see, like, the top of his head is gone. Yeah. It's a great effect. I guess it's a green screen effect. Dummy of some sort. But it looked very realistic. Yeah. Looked great. Um, oh, uh, the other thing, uh, well, actually we can talk about this more. Do anything more about Blaine? I was going to talk about major. We, there's some more Blaine stuff in there. Um, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, the first thing we want to talk about major is, uh, the, the chat he has with Vaughn at the beginning of the episode, how, um, and then, you know, Vaughn is, uh, Super psyched. He's, you know, pumped full of uh, Super Max, and, or at least Max Rager, and is super energetic and... Getting and a lot done. Getting a lot done. He's got his keynote address for uh, <laughs> RagerCon, which, can I just say an event that I would never want to go to? Would be I like, know, how like, douchey. Who would go to, like, a... a, a- Bunch of douches. <laughs> Red Bull Con. I'm going to talk to you about our taurine. I, I don't get it, um, but maybe. Um. <laughs> he thinks he is uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, he's a. Vi- I mean, well, his he's got underlings that say he's a visionary. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that major comes in and he's he's mad because Liv has evolved. Right. And then. Uh, and that, he that, mentions to Vaughn that he and Hilda, 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 Gilda, Rita, Rita, <laughs> he and Broom Hilda. Were, uh, <laughs> okay, Major mentions that him and Rita have been sleeping together, uh-huh. and Vaughn gets very upset as she comes in, takes her glasses off, and she has a black eye, and mm-hmm. and I just wonder. Okay, is it that? He, at first, I thought, okay, is Vaughn being protective of his daughter, or is he just being very aggressive because of the Max Rager? Well, he's definitely aggressive because of the Max Rager, but I mm-hmm. think it's also, um, I mean, well, the thing is, first he says, like, my daughter, and, you know, Majors had no idea. And I got to say, I, I, I do read uh, articles about the episode um, after, you know, the next day when they're all posted. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, we found out tonight that uh, Rita was Vaughn's daughter. I'm like, have you been watching what? the show? What are you talking about? <laughs> but Major didn't know. Major didn't know. Yeah. Uh. Um, so that was awkward to begin with. But the thing is, he takes these glasses off 
and, uh, off uh, Rita, and her eye is really messed up. Um, I think <laughs> Liv knocked her pretty hard. Um, but that's when Major lets out his little snicker because he's cracking up because he's caused. This is Liv. This is Liv stunned us, you know. Oh, so he she was got proud what she of Liv. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. You didn't we asked Rob? Rob, our friend of the show, Rob Buckley, um, if um, if if Major actually meant to cause this argument, and I think he said that he didn't. Right? No, he he thinks that he did it on purpose. Per- he- he oh, did it on okay. purpose that he like threw a grenade in, like he. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's great how it comes out here in this conversation that uh, that that Rita is like, uh, you know, you totally caused that, whatever. But yeah, when Major Snickers, Vaughn thinks it's because he doesn't have the whole full story just yet. Vaughn uh, gets set off. He thinks that Major has been sleeping with her and is abusive. You know, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, uh, shining back on the way maybe he acts towards women. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I w- at first I was thinking Vaughn was being very protective of his daughter. But then, you know, of course, what happens at the end, Yeah. I, I don't think that that's the case. I think he was just aggressive because of the energy drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was like a this is my possession thing. Nobody – I mean – he does kind of joke about it. He's like, what did I, you know, all the times that you've taught, taught, um, yelled at me about sleeping with the help Mm -hmm. here, you're doing it. And he's joking about it, but then he sees the black eye and that's what flips him out. So yeah, it's, it's really, uh, weird to see what happens at the end of this episode, but we'll we'll, we'll get to it. Yes. (laughs) Um, the other thing that happened with major, he takes off with this new list of, uh, zombies and he, um, his job, I guess, is whenever he gets a list of zombies, he uh, reports to Blaine, and Blaine tells him exactly um, what who it's okay to, yeah, to take. Right? Yeah, he has to get the approval, and uh, he gives uh, Major Drake's name, <laughs> which is great. His full and name it's, is Drake Holloway, by the way. Drake Holloway. It's, it's huh. So, is it because Blaine was, you know, he was mad that he was like the whole purpose of having. Drake on the inside was to so he could warn me about things like this. So he's mad that Drake didn't let him know that Stacy Boss was coming after him. Yeah, he assumes that he was set up. Yeah. So that's why he had Drake taken. And of course, the other thing that we need to uh, address is that uh, Blaine, uh, Major knows that Blaine has turned. He's back on the brains. <laughs> And uh, breaks it to him that you know, yeah, you're gonna be too, and uh, we're apparently we're we're going to eventually die. So <laughs> that sucks. I'm sure it's funny because it seems like the urgency has been taken down a notch since the last time we were talking about this. It seems that when we saw like a dead rat, we thought it was going to be uh, days, hours. Till Major turned and died. I don't know where we got that um, idea, but I thought it was just they didn't. It could be days, hours. It could be. I, I believe Robbie said it could be weeks or months. But that was before. That was before um, New New Hope died. Okay. <laughs> and so. oh, and of course we had the mandatory Clive walks into the morgue and things are <laughs> awkward. <laughs> that was an amazing scene. <laughs> 
No words. It was just looks. Yeah. I mean, he's got the greatest, you know, uh, what the, you know, WTF face on as usual because he's the master of them. But then you look, then it looks over at Ravi and Ravi seems to be like staring back at him as if to mentally uh, tell him to not uh, look at the rat. (laughs) There's nothing going on here. These aren't the droids they're looking for. And then when you, and then the camera kind of looks over at Liv and Liv's just kind of like, yep, nothing happening. Okay. (laughs) So that was a great, uh, that was a great iZombie moment. (laughs) Um, The next thing I wanted to talk about, of course, is the investigation into Drake. And uh, this is a, as a result of the scientist brains that Liv eats um, because Drake is late again and uh, she decides, well, maybe I should analyze this relationship because, you know, uh, maybe he's not into her. Maybe uh, he's got a zombie on the side. Maybe she's the zombie on the side. (laughs) And so we start getting these great, like, graphics up on the screen. And I love this um, when when this is employed in TV shows. I think we first I, I the first time I ever remember seeing things like this were on Sherlock. And I think a lot of TV shows kind of said, oh that's that's cool, you know, to mm-hmm. show the process of how the brain is working. Throw it up on the screen. But on iZombie it's uh, these uh, these scientific charts, these graphs, these mm-hmm. pie graphs or whatever. Um, and I, I had to keep pausing it because, you know, I, I wanted to catch all the ones that were up there because one of them was, uh, she was measure, measuring the percentage of a reliability that Drake has compared to, and I noticed that it was ma- major 96%, lol 88%. <laughs> and then he was at, Drake is at 44%. So I thought that was cool to not only see them acknowledging, you know, her past relationships, but also still acknowledging that Lowell was a thing mm-hmm. that happened in her life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the me- measurement of different excuses that he uh, that he has from valid to flimsy um, uh, to no excuse at all. So anyway, uh, as a test, she decides that, uh, she wants to see him in his natural habitat, which is at the snake eye. Oh yeah. But first he, he was like, I know what do you say? I know Netflix and chill is code, but there's a movie I really want to see. I thought that was so cute. And I, I'm, this is cause I'm kind of like a movie geek. I, I immediately was like, Oh, what does Drake want to watch? Like, I want to know, know. What, he, what he's I into. Like, I was like, what have I recently heard that's on Netflix now? That's good. <laughs> he's gotta be a roadhouse fan, right? <laughs> um, but I mean, things seem to be all square. Uh, at the Snake Eye, uh, you know, he's super friendly with everybody. Everybody likes Drake, uh, and he's proudly showing oh, and his they, relationship. Yeah, and uh, they all know about her. Yeah. Like they, he talks about her. Mm-hmm. The bartender so, predicts her drink. Uh, it's great. And then the girl comes over and needs to talk to him. Yeah. Which is the only weird thing. That gets explained away in a voiceover um, later on in uh, the episode that she was knocked up and needed to talk to him or something. Um, but I almost think there was something that might have gotten deleted out of there because that seems so yeah. so strange. Or maybe, it's go that's gonna, maybe it's something that's going to come, come back up again. later. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. But I love how, like, we're, uh, you know, she, she then pl- plants the phone. <clears throat> and 
And and uh, I love how we're almost back to stalker brain at this point <laughs> because uh, she's uh, tracking his movements. Um, so yeah, we uh, the the other thing that happened in the Drake storyline is that uh, Liv gets uh, called to this unlisted location that Drake goes and she sees uh, uh, Drake coming out with the Mr. Boss. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because it was, it's not that she didn't trust him like Stalker Brain, but it gave that, you know, that it reminded you of of that. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's just a question mark. She's yeah. just not sure about him. Yeah. Uh, and so she doesn't really understand because she doesn't know that he's, you know, an informant working for the police, undercover cop, whatever. Right. right. Um, and uh, also. Um, somebody else uh, intervenes in this whole thing because well, first she tells Ro- she tells Robbie about it, and I love the the chapter card for this is uh, she finded me with science. Oh yeah, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Robbie tells her to uh, confront him in a public place, so she um, sets up a date at the pirate restaurant she visits during the uh, the case called Heave Hose. Heave Hose. <laughs> <laughs> And so she's in there waiting, and Drake is on the phone with his mom and is about to go in, but gets abducted <laughs> by nature. Uh, I would love to go to a pirate-themed restaurant. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, I think I think the it, it sounds like a fun idea, but, man. Well, have I, you ever, you know the show uh, Bar Rescue? I've heard of it, yeah. Well, I don't know why, but my husband loves it. Mm -hmm. And there was one where they had a pirate-themed restaurant for no reason, just because they liked pirates. And it was, like, in a really good location for professionals. And it it was just not right. It should have been a more (laughs) classier place. Uh Anyway, it just comes off looking sad. (laughs) It does. And, and, you know, I mean... uh, the thing is, it's like you go into a place like that thinking, I'm going to get this awesome pirate experience. But, you know, if they are like people that have uh, probably want to be uh, working somewhere else, maybe getting minimum wage or whatever, it's going to be kind of like a sad experience. Yeah, you get you got to fully commit <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. pirate restaurant. You got to yeah. it's you can't half do the pirate restaurant. And and the only way you obviously is you're justified on, you know, um being unenthusiastic about it is if you're not getting paid enough. So I'm saying right here, right now, uh, managers of pirate restaurants, please pay your pirates. <laughs> Give them that booty because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't want uh, our pirate restaurant themes to be uh, uh, as sad as the one on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, change of subject, speaking of booty, no Peyton. Oh. No Peyton this episode. <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> Yeah, but it was sad. It was sad. But I did see the previews for next week, and it looks like we're going to get some hilarious yeah. scenes with Peyton. So. Oh, yeah. It looks like a lot of Peyton next week. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just have a drink here. And uh, I, let's see. We got a couple more things to get into. Uh, we're going to have to work through this case. Um, okay. The case. This the, the victim, she's just brought in. Like, it's just like we're just thrown in. Right. One ugly looking course uh, yeah. <laughs> that thing was burnt to a crisp but um i was excited that um this was um a scientist we've seen before uh, this oh was, really this is dr irving 
Um, oh man, Ugh, I didn't write it down. You have to forgive me, folks. I try to write every single thing. Cash. No, no, no. The, yeah, yeah, her her character's name is Dr. Eleanor Cash, but she was played by an actress who I really loved uh, because uh, she was on The X-Files as Mrs. Peacock in the episode Home. And uh, whenever she pops up, she's she must be like a you know a Vancouver actress. She's uh, oh, man, I forget her name. Anyway, it was you know we saw her pop up as a scientist uh, earlier this season. She had some interaction with uh, with Rita and and uh, Major as well, and then all of a sudden she disappeared. And Karen Canoval. Karen, yeah, Karen Canoval or Canoval, something like that. Yeah, you're yes. right. Thank you for looking that up because. Uh, I was very excited to see her on the show, and then all of a sudden she disappeared, and we got uh, we got this new doctor, Doctor Lockett, um, as uh, the scientist who works on the lab. So you only thought like, oh, something terrible must have happened to her, and it turns out, yeah, there was something terrible. It wasn't like because I was thinking, oh, maybe something terrible happened to her, or maybe you know she was just hired for like one episode, and you know the scientists are kind of interchangeable in Max Rager anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Cares about continuity in that regard, uh, but yeah, we have uh, uh, we had her her return, and it's funny. There was a, a scientist uh, at the end of season one um, that you know Vaughn was showing him all about um, zombies, and uh, he never returned. <laughs> and it was funny because it was like uh, his name was Brian. Markinson, I think. Yes, it was Continuum, Arrow, yes. Mad Men. Yeah, so I, I thought he was going to be in season two. He, is, he uh-huh. wasn't. He wasn't. And, uh, you know, he was another interchangeable scientist. So when Wallace Langham from CSI uh, shows up in this episode as Dr. Benway, I thought he was uh, uh, Brian Markinson. <laughs> uh huh. So I was like, oh, th- this is awesome. We're getting callbacks to all these different scientists. But no, this is, this is actually just. A guy that wasn't working at Max Ranger. He was working for this other tech company that was involved in this acne medication that uh, ruined this woman's life. Um, so, <laughs> where we where do we even start here? So let's see. Um, they go, they go visit the victim and the, her face the supposed is victim, yeah. And her face is clear, and she's a very pretty little, pre, uh, pretty blonde lady. Yeah, yeah. And she claims that she she got very little money in the settlement, and she took out loans and to have reconstruction, uh, to have plastic surgery to her face. Yep, and uh, she works at a cannery, and there's an alibi because it's a cat. You know, when when this uh, murder happens, uh, she was working at the cannery. And then we have this odd thing: uh, the neighbor kid with a GoPro on his head <laughs> yells so at thinking, her. Yeah, I was freak. like, what is going on? I was so thinking we were going to see some footage. From the point of view of that GoPro camera, too. Yeah, I was expecting that. But no, he was just kind of trying to catch the freak on camera. And I love that he says that she looks like Groot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, all this does is, you know, it turns out that Dr. Cash is Dr. Irving. And... Um, she works at she worked at Max Ranger. Oh yeah, uh, Liv gets a vision of Vaughn like screaming in her face, which is a better vision of Vaughn being in her face uh, than the last time we saw something like that. I gotta say, do you remember? 
Oh, it was a vision of Vaughn in bed with somebody? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> uh, Real Dead Housewives, I believe. <clears throat> I gotta say, as, as sickened as I am uh, of Vaughn de Clark, it is everything to do with the character and nothing to do with Stephen Weber. Stephen oh, Weber right. is yeah. freaking owning it. These episodes oh, yeah. are so hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, and that scene with Major, and then you know the stuff that happens here during this case. Um, so yeah, one thing leads to another, and um, it turns out that there's this applicant position open because Doctor Irving is now uh, dead. Um, yeah, Vaughn was like, uh, uh, you know, call the doctor for me. Oh, she's not here. She didn't show up. She didn't show up because she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, listen, I demote people. I don't murder them. And he's, you know, I love how he's like, oh, you guys are here again. Every single time there's a murder, you seem to show up. It's like, yeah, because you're the uh, you're the super evil guy. <laughs> you're the big bad. So uh, you're we're going to bust you eventually. So. Um, this uh, this whole applicant thing leads uh, Liv to having the idea of uh, disguising herself as a muggle, <laughs> as a regular human, and uh, who looks suspiciously like Rose McIver. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Oh, man. She was, is so gorgeous. It was so nice to see uh, Rose as herself. Yeah. But the funniest thing that I've ever seen in my life oh, is, really? is how Robbie is disgusted <laughs> by her disguise. Yeah. And she puts the glasses on. Oh, stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so it, funny. Yeah, he's around dead people too much. So uh, <laughs> anything different than that is abnormal. Uh, so... Um, so yeah, she goes and, uh, applies for this job as, did you catch the name? <laughs> oh, Gwen. Gwen Dillon. I know. Dillon. Yeah. Dr. Dillon. That was great. Yeah. As you know, the character from the iZombie comic, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, so she sciences the shit out of these guys and then finds out about the uh, basement of secrets. It's, you know, it's, it's a basement with secrets. It's not a secret basement. Everybody knows he about said, the basement. He said, what do you say? Play school. No. Fisher, Fisher Price. Price. Fisher Price probably has a secret basement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, this disguise, I really liked how it worked because um, it's almost like, you know, especially since Liv just had a scene with Vaughn. I was thinking, oh, there's no way that I can buy that he won't recognize her. But then I was like, but wait, he is so blasé about everybody that I, I would actually maybe would buy the fact that uh, he doesn't recognize Liv as, you know, he dressed up as, as uh, another person. But then, you know, Rita got involved. But then I was like, oh, well, you know, she's across a lobby, so maybe she won't recognize her that way. But it turns out both Rita and Vaughn are, are pretty smart and uh, did recognize her. Well, yeah, Rita did see her uh, from across the lobby, but she I don't think she would have necessarily gotten caught if she hadn't set off the alarm when she tried to go to the secret basement. <laughs> did she actually think her hand was going to... Open up. Yeah, the, I don't know what she was what? thinking. She's like, well, let's do it. 
That's my only option. Any old hand will open this thing. Um, yeah, that wasn't very smart. <laughs> but the uh, the alarms go off, and uh, uh, Vaughn and his bodyguard, Janko, um, waits for Liv. And uh, it's great because, uh, you know, the door's open and she's pretending she's on the phone leaving a message for Clive saying where she's at and then the next scene we see uh, Jenko looking at her phone and saying she didn't call anybody <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh man I was I was pretty worried because he kept on Vaughn kept on saying like impulse to incinerate live more uh, <laughs> it's like trying to avoid uh, and then you know he explained it pretty rationally he's like listen Every company has trade secrets. Every company has a secret basement. And then just tells her to leave and never come back. So he have, he has the advantage. And uh, luckily, you know, when she goes back to ask Clive for that warrant, um, Clive is distracted with uh, what's coming up uh, about the case that he doesn't seem to be like, hey, wait a second, you went off and investigated on your own? Like, how did you get this information? Where are you getting this information from? Um or else, you know, there might have been another problem between <laughs> Clive and Liv again, which is something we don't want to see. Oh, was, I didn't even notice that. Well, it was something that Ravi warned her about. It's like, you're really going to do this? You know, Clive doesn't want you to do this, you know. So, uh, um, we have, uh, at the end of this case, the uh, we have a classic case of twins. Uh <laughs> Which is something I never thought I'd see on the show, but wait, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so kind it's, of funny because it's so, so it's such a trope. Yeah, yeah. They got to do it. They got to do it. <laughs> one time. We'll give them one. Yeah. <laughs> but, <clears throat> okay, let me just take you through my train of thinking. And, uh, and I don't know if you felt at all the, the same, but... Okay, so Clive and Liv uh, go to this house. It's nighttime, um, and and it turns out that Annie is going to her cannery job. But Liv gets a look at her face, and then it flashes to a vision that says um, uh, that shows the 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 female Romero down in the secret basement, uh, close up. So okay. This, so. <laughs> This is a weird thing. First off, like, this is a vision that was set off by Annie's face. <laughs> like, she uh. didn't say anything. Like, usually it's like somebody says something and that triggers Liv to somebody saying uh-huh. like, the same thing. It's somebody's horrible face that reminds her of a zombie. <laughs> of another horrible face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. <clears throat> Um, but, but somehow, somehow Clive figures out that there's a sister because he he has he checks the uh, the lighter fluid. No, no, the the house, the uh, property. Oh right, right. Yeah, and it belongs to a different name, perhaps. So Jenny, yeah, Jenny. Now, this is uh, Allie Libert uh, in dual roles. By the way, this is not like twins. <laughs> she played the same. She played both twins. But um, <clears throat> I liked her. She's very pretty. Yeah, um, yeah. It was funny. I was getting kind of like a Jen Garner vibe off of her when she first answered the door. Oh, really? No. Yeah, she's making Not, like I mean, kind of like cute, cutesy, scrunchy faces, like Jen Garner does. 
<laughs> um, but let me just tell you the other thing that I was thinking here. And I will, she gets this vision and she sees the female Romero after seeing Annie's face. I was thinking like immediately um, that perhaps, perhaps they fed the Romero enough brains to heal it back to normal. And that was Annie. Oh, see, I kind of had, I kind of thought that way too. I kinda, yeah? My brain kind of wanted to go that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, this is this weird thing. Like we thought Romero's were without help, but they somehow maybe with the, uh, uh the, the work of Max Rager or Supermax. Like healed her. Found a way to heal her back. But yeah, I was thinking that too. Every night she's got to creep out as her face starts to slip to get back to Super to, to Max Rager to get more Max Rager or Springs or both to get turn to turn herself back to the girl that answered the door in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a wrong path of thinking, but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you were thinking the same thing. Cause it was, it was weird. Like she had a vision of an ugly face and that was like, Oh, that reminds me of another ugly face. I saw <laughs> yeah. that was a zombie. And this person's not as anyway, anyway, busted. Um, uh, Jenny, the sister is taken down. She apparently was having some problems. Not only just because of the, fact that her sister got treated so poorly in the settlement, but uh, she's going to have to take care of her the rest of her life. <laughs> because uh, who's going to go out and get groceries? I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, like maybe she can get a big scarf or something. Or, mm-hmm. Surely they could, she could get some kind of makeup to cover that up. It's not that bad. Right. Yeah. She's exactly. not hideous. Just take it on. She's still a cute girl under those yeah. scars. Yeah. You know? But I mean that is terrible to uh, be misled in a uh, you know you're in a trial mm-hmm. test trial and uh, you're misled and deceived and yeah. horribly disfigured and you get hardly any money. She was on anti-anxiety pills and um, it screwed things up and it was because this other doctor faked the tests on specifically anti-anxiety medicine. I don't know something Science. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was a couple other notes I had during this case that came up that aren't really exactly related to it, but... That Clive and uh, Bazio know yes. that they're not cow brains? Oh my brains. god, that was awesome! I know, I was like, is this happening? Oh, I can't believe this is happening! This is happening right, happening. This is happening right now! <laughs> they go to... The FBI go to investigate Blaine's father's house in the mountains or something. Yeah, it's a cabin in Whistler, which is in Canada. Okay, I don't even know that. Okay, and <laughs> And they find more brains, and she has them tested, and it's cow brains. He was like, didn't you read the report that I gave you before? And that was when Blaine and Liv broke in her house and changed the the reports. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now they know that it's human brains. Human brains. There's human brains in Angus's fridge, and there were human brains in uh, Suzuki's fridge. Mm. So that's out So, uh, I'm thinking Clive is going to at least maybe not learn about Liv being a zombie, but he's going to learn about the existence of zombies by the end of the season. He's got to. He's got to. This is leading to that. Yeah. Yes. Um, Another uh, very important revelation came out during this episode, and that uh, was the fact that Ravi wants to die by whale ingestion. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds horrible. 
horribly that, painful. That's disturbing. <laughs> I guess it's the closest we could come to a Sarlacc pit uh, <laughs> to be digested over thousands of years. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't everybody want to just go die in their sleep? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I was thinking about proposing that question to 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 you and say, like, you know, how would you like to die? Like, and I think both of us have the same die in our sleep. Just yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, and I love that um, Liv is uh, telling Ravi about the fact that she he, she punched Gilda slash Rita in the face. And, uh, oh, for, you, you Americans and your violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, nothing else important happened this episode, right? <laughs> Wait, there's one more thing. <laughs> yes. They go down to the basement. Why do they go down to the basement? They, they're feeding, they're, they have an IV going into the zombie yeah. of Max Rager, Supermax. Vaughn, Gilda, and this uh, doctor. This Lockett. new doctor, yeah. So she's going 10 miles an hour. She's really moving. Yeah. And Vaughn pokes her with a stun rod, which makes her run faster. And we hear also that she's got strength. Uh, her strength and endurance are boosted because of the Supermax to begin with. Let's go back to Blaine. When Blaine was about to eat the brains of the nice guy, when he was talking to Chief and Don E, mm-hmm. he had i guess he was giving them uh last will and testament like a will maybe telling them what to do keep the brain business going do not sell the utopium because you're like doing a service to the community to keep the brains going yeah he didn't actually give them like a last will or anything he gave them the list he said, here's, oh, all, here's the names, the account information, yada, yada, yada. Oh, okay. Stay out of the utopian business. And they have a coffin full of utopians. So. Talking about that it's worth a million dollars or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So what, 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 what did this have to do with Max Rager? So he was saying that, you know, you got to keep the brain business going. Yeah. Because if they cut off the brains, then that will lead to Romero's. So right. I think that was kind of foreshadowing something. Uh, like uh, Mr. Boss was talking about foreshadowing <laughs> in this episode. Don't remember what, that. What, what did he say? <laughs> he, was, he was talking about how like Blaine was working at a, a funeral home. He's like, oh, foreshadowing because <laughs> he's going to end up dead. Uh. <laughs> anyway. So, so yeah, um, Blaine doesn't feed the zombies. They're going to turn into Romero's and then they're going to be Romero's, uh, hopped up on Max Rager and then they're going to be running around to Seattle mauling people. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. The Cause they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be like Romero shambling zombies. They're going to be like running zombies, running zombies. Ah! Ah! That's the worst zombie, a 28 Days Later zombie. I know, the rage virus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead remake zombies, how about that? (laughs) (sighs) Gotta keep my cred up. Anyway, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, Vaughn starts antagonizing this this lady zombie, um, and she starts ripping free of her wires, and that's when Dr. Lockett goes down. Mm-hmm. And um, Rita uh, tries to help uh, tries to help by shocking it again, which and, only makes it matter, right? 
And uh, that zombie then turns on Rita. And by this time, uh, Vaughn is in the elevator with the door shutting, mm. saying, sorry. <laughs> That's so low down. That's not... So that leads me to believe that when he was mad about... When he found out that she and Major had slept together and that when he saw her black eye and thought that Major... He was aggressive because of the drink and not because... That he feels, uh, you know, uh, ill will towards Rita. That he feels protect. He doesn't feel protective of her. He's only out for himself. Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um. I gotta say, both uh, Bree and I were really. I mean, we were bellowing. Bree is my wife, by the way, folks. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was. I was like on the edge of my seat, like clapping and yeah, vocalizing. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because my wife was like, that is disgusting. He's disgusting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. father leaves their daughter to get eaten alive. And is it because he didn't, like, they're just, like, newly reunited, you know, that he didn't raise her? Yeah. Or whatever. Might be. Might be. Or is it that this, over, over the course of the episode, all of this max energy drink that he's drinking, is it changing him? Right. Taking away his uh, his own morals, yeah, perhaps. making him more self centered, even worse than yeah than I usual. Know. I don't know. Um, he's always been kind of like a, a guy who has no problem feeding people to zombies. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, Rita gets taken down, and um, and he's uh, he's very much all for himself. And uh, yeah, uh, I it was it was. It was hard to watch. It's so funny because Rita has been kind of a jerk <laughs> this entire season. Although um, that's kind of offset because she's also, I don't know, she's mysterious. Um, she's really uh, intriguing. Like, like I don't, I you know, whose side is she on? Especially when, you know, she hooks up with Major because... Um, uh, it seems that she's a bit jealous that, you know, Liv and Major end up back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I loved seeing Liv uh, knock her out because yeah, obviously you don't spy on somebody like that. That is horrible. Um, but I, I still couldn't help but like, you know, feel for her uh, when she's taken down like this. Oh, yeah. Because she had a broken heel or something, I think. <laughs> Yeah, she fell, and that's how the zombie got her. But uh, in the end, when Vaughn just goes up up to his office and closes his door and pours his drink, and she comes up, and she's banging on his glass door, Daddy, let me in! Yeah. Ugh, awful. Let me in, let me in, Dad. That's great, because uh, that's just... uh... Reminds me of uh, Let the Right One In or the the remake uh, Let Me In, you know. And yeah, vampires. those are great, great movies. <sighs> um, but this was so creepy, such such a creepy uh, moment, and and uh, yeah, even rewatching it, I was like, wow, this is this is scary because <laughs> uh, she's definitely turned. I mean, there was I, yeah, she was scratched most definitely all on her yeah. face. And maybe possibly on her legs. I don't know. There was a lot of blood. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, uh. I mean, either that or she is so tough because, I mean, I feel like she and her dad are very, um, 
you know, uh, what am I trying to say? They're very. Uh, mm, let's see. Uh, resourceful. Where, where we, resourceful. Okay. You know, driven. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see that um, they may want us to think that she's been scratched and that she'll be a zombie, but maybe something went on down there in the basement that we didn't, that we don't foresee happening. Maybe she really uh, got the better of that zombie and. Yeah, I mean, there is a slight chance. I mean, there was some glass in that area. She, yeah, maybe, maybe she got grabbed just, and thrown through some glass. And that's yeah, maybe that's just up. the zombie's blood on her, and she didn't actually get scratched. Uh, I'm thinking she got there. But scratches I think she, on her I, face. yeah, I expect her to be a zombie. But how she got scratched, I think, you know, the data points to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> her being a zombie, she's because if she's scratched by a zombie, she's a zombie. But yeah, I mean, the only other thing is if she got thrown through some glass or something. Yeah. So that was super. That creepy. was super exciting. I mean, yeah. super exciting. Yeah, I just love the way it was filmed. You know, we get the close up on the drink. We get the we get just the close up on Vaughn's face, and then just the look of terror as. The elevator chimes and the doors open. You hear the sound of it, and then just the the shambling. You hear the uh-huh. shambling getting closer and closer, and then she starts yelling for him and banging on the glass. So well done. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, that's really all I had for this episode. This uh, this section of the episode, the discussion. So, do you have anything else? Uh, let me check my notes. I would just have um, Ro. Uh, Ravi is just getting so handsome, more, more and more handsomer every episode. <laughs> that is a solid note, and uh, yes, uh, uh, I agree. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'd like to go to Facebook so I don't forget about Facebook. We did get some questions, not questions, but comments. Um, so um, Rachel says, so is Gilda Rita going to be a zombie now? She looked like she got a lot of scratches. Also, this is where she becomes a turncoat and comes to Team Live, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Melanie says uh, she's... Melanie has been um, trying to catch up on iZombie and got got, got into it kind of late and has been watching and listening to our podcast. So welcome aboard, Melanie. Uh, she says she caught up just in time to leave actual feedback. Not to be too fan servicey, but Leanne was amazing in this episode. She was absolutely phenomenal. So Uber vamps don't have to sleep before waking, or do zombies have to sleep at all before waking? I'm just so confused with this because it's not consistent. So if anyone was, oh, uh, uh, I don't think sleep has anything to do with that, Melanie. Um, I think just it was uh, the circumstance that Blaine was in that he got buried, and uh, because they thought he was dead and he was unearthed, I don't think he had to sleep or whatever. Um, maybe she's talking about Candy. Who I was sad we didn't see in this episode. Candy was uh, fell asleep and then woke up uh, craving brains. But I'm just thinking it's because you know she slept with Blaine and then woke up the next morning and was on Team Z. I don't think sleep had anything to do with it. I don't know. What do you think? I think yeah, I think it was just a little time. Yeah. She goes on and says, "So if anyone was questioning Daddy Dearest had a heart of gold, I'm guessing that was thwarted in this episode." 
Funny seeing both Blaine and Liv on the scientist brain. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that was great. They More were like of on that, the please. Yeah, they were on the same page. Yes. Uh, I love seeing other zombies besides I obviously love Rose McIver and how she acts out of brain every week and it's amazing. Um and I just love to see this happening with the other with other zombies um too. So um uh, so will Major kill Drake? Will he freeze Drake? Uh, I'm thinking he'll freeze Drake. So does that mean no more Drake for the rest of the season? I don't know. I'm thinking he's going to be missing for at least one episode, right? I mean, he's got a lot of people who are going to be looking for him. Mr. Boss, Keith Mars. <laughs> yeah, and Mom. Mom. What about oh, his Mom. mother? Oh, that's going to... She also says uh, she felt bad for the barista in Eternal Sunshine of the Caffeinated Mind. She says, I married a Star Wars fan without ever seeing any of the show or very few episodes. Quote, unquote, episodes. So, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she says, I may not have actually told him that. I think he just assumed because, well, I'm a geek and know enough to fool people. LOL. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. uh, uh, Star Wars fans, you can come across, you know, party lines to <laughs> non-Star Wars fans and still have a happy and healthy relationship. Yeah, it just, says. I, I don't know, it just amazes me that, that people exist. <laughs> because it's... People that haven't, haven't seen Star Wars, you're saying? Yeah. Or just people in general? <laughs> haven't seen Star Wars, because, like, it's been such a, like, a part of our lives. Yeah. Ever since we were very, 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 very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also want to read uh, Rachel Hughes uh, left us a comment in the Facebook group. He says, Ravi giving Blaine his most Britishy clothing was not only hilarious, <laughs> but also a blatant contrivance by the writers to get David Anders to speak in an English accent. And I approve. Thank you, show. <laughs> said, great episode full of great moments. Ravi, Liv, and Clive's silent looks over new, new, new hopes. Awesome. <laughs> Ravi wants to die by well ingestion. Blaine and Liv out nerding Ravi. Blaine being so creepily maudlin. Uh, Vaughn giving Rita the mother of all daddy issues and more. Looking forward to the podcast. Thank you, Rachel. And I think that's it. There was one other. Oh, uh, Wayne actually left us a comment. Wayne said he was he listened to our commentary podcast with Diane Ruggiero Wright. Which, uh, I don't know about you, but a uh, um, high point in my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Like, I could just listen to her talk all day. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, but he said that uh, he'd love to hear more commentary podcasts in the future. And, uh, hey, maybe. Uh, we got a summer to look forward to. You know, in, in theory, I like the idea of commentary episodes, but they're really hard to do because... You don't want to talk over, like you're trying to, it's so hard to both watch the episode and talk about the episode. Yeah. It's so hard to do. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I got to give a shout out to uh, Kevin at Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV uh, podcast. Uh, He's actually given us a shout out on both the um, Rob Thomas episode and the Diane Ruggiero Wright episode um, and very thankful for him doing that. Um, but he did say about uh, the Diane, the commentary with Diane, that sometimes we kind of stayed on the topic of the of the actual episode, but sometimes <laughs> we're just kind of talking about the show. And uh, yeah, that's just uh, 
that's 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 the way uh, I I I I was having a hard time just kind of focusing on the episode and paying attention to the lines and uh, asking her about that. But <laughs> okay, so our first email is from Jen. Do you, you want to read that stuff? Yes, I would love to read it because I cannot wait to find out what Jen thought about this episode. <laughs> uh, happy as Zombie Podcast Day, Robin, uh, Steph, and guest. No guest. No guest. <laughs> Steph was totally right. Of course I was. (laughs) I did enjoy this episode. So here's some thoughts. Ooh, it might be because I'm suffering the plague this week, but Liv's soup looks delicious, even if it was cooked in a beaker. Uh, If there's going to be a Gilmore Girls cookbook, we definitely need an iZombie cookbook. A Gilmore Girls cookbook? What? (laughs) I've not heard of this. Okay. It's weird that Liv became all stalkery-ish on Scientist Brain, perhaps even more so than when she was on Stalker Brain. I mean, well, she wasn't really jealous. She was just very, very um, curious. Very curious, I would say. Yeah, yeah. She just didn't. She wanted to know where she stood. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not exactly the most honorable thing to do. <laughs> um, to but, have somebody tracked, but... Yeah. That, it just... Yeah, he's not... Understandable he, how duplicitous Jake is being. Yes, yeah, there's lots of question marks with it. Okay, where am I? What is... Uh, okay, back to Jen's email. It's weird that Liv became all stalkerish on Scientist Brain, perhaps even more so than when she was on Stalker Brain. I mean, I get overanalyzing situations, but tracking Drake's every move might be taking it a bit too far. Of course, now that he's been abducted by Major, perhaps this will come back as a way to help find him. Thank you, Jen. I didn't think about that. Mm. How long before Liv, Mr. Boss, and Keith Mars go looking for Drake? I hardly think our missing triple agent will go unnoticed for long. I love the genius part of the show, though, is the fact that uh, we've already had a scene where uh, Major and Drake were in the same area, but Drake was in Liv's bedroom and Liv was getting rid of Major. So Major really has no idea even about the existence of a boyfriend, no. uh, as far as I know. And then just no, I- just Drake guy, no idea. So, uh, yeah. Genius. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to Jen. Uh, what did Liv think would happen when she tried to access a secret panel in the elevator? Super scientist brain sort of failed her at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Brita got her eye checked by her optometrist after Liv, <laughs> after Liv punched her. <laughs> that looks like a nasty contusion, and she could have serious ocular complications, but I guess it's nothing compared to what's coming. <laughs> yeah yeah she's gonna be that's that's gonna be the least of her worries yeah that um, eye looked that eye looked pretty bad though. yeah it looked yeah. great i mean great as far as yeah uh visually on television mm-hmm. is von de clark the worst father ever yes Yes. Since since Rita was presumably bitten or scratched by Romero zombie, will she become a crazy aggressive zombie, or will she stay like Liv and Blaine? I'm still confused, but perhaps your guest can enlighten us if it's not too spoilery. The scene with Vonda Clark in his office was so creepy and just the right amount of suspense. 
she will be a Romero zombie if she does not ingest brains. Yeah, I think that's how it works. I don't think it's like you go straight to Romero zombie. You just don't. Yeah, get you, ha- you don't get to Romero. You- yeah, you have some time before you turn, mm-hmm. and then when you do turn, you still have some time. But just like how Blaine was on the bus with the bald guy at the very beginning in the cold open, you know, he was so bald he could. He said he could almost see his brain. <laughs> yes. So, so he had a, a hankering for brain. So somehow um, they're going to have to get Rita to the Borg mm-hmm. and get her some brain, or she will turn into a Romero zombie. Who was the girl that was in the whale early on? Was that in season oh, that one? Was Marcy. Marcy, yeah. Or she'll be like Marcy. Hashtag Mercy for Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, back to Jen's uh, <clears throat> email. Vonda Clark is still wearing Major's sneaky Fitbit, so I'm looking forward to when that comes back in a future episode. Hmm. Was it a Fitbit or was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 yes, of course. Vonda Clark and Major. Yes, of course. I was thinking of Drake for some reason. Like yeah, because he's Drake just trained. has a cell phone. But no, yeah. I'm not sure why Blaine is okay to let Major take Drake. We talked about that because Blaine is kind of mad that Drake allowed uh, Mr. Boss to come after him in his neck. Yeah, Drake. Uh, Blaine is assuming that Drake is is inside enough that he would know, but for some reason, Mr. Boss didn't let Drake in on this hole. So that must have been at a time that Drake and Liv were together. I figure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess there's a risk that Drake lets it slip that Blaine is still in the picture to Mr. Boss, but wouldn't it also be advantageous advantageous to still have Drake be able to give Blaine info regarding Mr. Boss's operations? Or is it because Drake didn't give him a warning about his imminent death and burial that Blaine is fine with losing his inside source? Yes, that's what we believe. I guess it's less important now that he's decided to stay out of the utopian business. How long do Chief and Don E stay out of the utopian business? Not long at all. One they're day. The, uh, they're just chomping at the bit. To oh, that get, coffin full of utopian is just way too tempting. Yeah. Ravi was particularly cheeky this week, and I enjoyed all his interactions with Liv and, and, Liv and with Blaine. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like this is already too long, and I'm sure you've all talked about many of these to- uh, many of these points and more. So, I'll, this is terrible. Let me start over. <laughs> I feel like this is already too long, That's and what I'm she sure, said. and I'm sure you've already talked about many of these points. Yes. And more so, I'll look forward to hearing your discussions when the episode is released. Have a great week, Jen. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Jen. That was great. Yeah, Jen. Thank you. <laughs> ah, it's so funny. I have, sometimes I wonder if we should read the feedback first because our feedbackers uh, do cover a lot of our a lot of topics pretty well. But I don't know. We'll see. Let's not change anything. <laughs> nah. Nah. Keep it just this way. <sighs> All right. Um, we have actually a couple of voicemails from uh, Dr. Moira. Um, bringing one up right now, allegedly. Here we go. Hey, Robin and Steph. It's Moira. I just finished watching the latest episode. This was good. I loved it. I loved what happened with Rita Gilda. Um, guess she's going to be pretty annoyed with her dad right now, huh? Wow, that could come in handy. She could become an ally, perhaps. 
And what exactly is the deal between Blaine and Major? Because he came by earlier and said, yeah, I got another zombie for the list. So what's the deal? Is Blaine renting out uh, freezer space? Freezer storage space? <laughs> I don't know. Be interested to see that. And Drake is on the hit list. Ah, poor Liv. She's going to think he just stood her up. I don't know what she's going to think. But um, he's a good guy, Liv, hanging there. And we know the new cure is going to work because they are not going to kill off Blaine. So I have every faith in Robbie's abilities. Oh, and meanwhile, Malcolm, Malcolm and Dale have discovered it was human brains all along. Uh, which is... Again, just really intriguing. I was literally just thinking, oh, we haven't seen Dale in a while when she popped onto the screen, so that made me very happy. <laughs> so it was just good, all good. I miss this show. I was, I was. These little gaps are killing me. These little mini hiatuses. Um, oh, and speaking of that, it made me think we should complain to the writers. And I thought, ha, huh, well, you could. You've had all the main showrunners on, on the program, <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations on that. Very awesome, and looking forward to the next series of interviews, which you uh, announced on Facebook. Uh, all right, that's it for me. It was awesome. Fab. All right, till next time. Bye. All right, yes, and uh, let's see. we got one more. She said, I, I think she just forgot some things. <laughs> Two last thoughts, she says. That's my defense for being unorganized. Oh, I almost forgot. Two other awesome things. Rose MacGyver looking like a normal person instead of like a zombie was amazing. And finally, why is it that they always paint the Canadians as being evil? <laughs> evil, burning people alive menaces with our strange Canadian lighter fluid. Why? Why? <sighs> Less I. <laughs> I did like how the lighter fluid was called like Gordon's Nice Light. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are so infamous for being nice, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, we enjoyed it too, yeah. Moira. Glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for the kind words uh, about the interviews. Um, we we have more coming up soon. Um, looks like today is just kind of like a regular episode. Um, so, uh, that's it for feedback. I did want to just quickly, uh, mention a couple more things, um, which is, uh, one, I just wanted to put a call out to anybody who listens to us every week that really, uh, enjoys the show. Uh, maybe not for, uh, me and Steph, uh, babbling to each other and using improper grammar, but, you know, every once in a while when we, uh, get somebody who wants to come on and chat with us, um, we got more of that to come. Um, so I just wanted to put out a, a, a call to you. If you do enjoy the show, please, uh, give us a, a five-star review on iTunes. I, it's been a while since we've uh, seen any new reviews pop up on the feed and, um, you know, we don't ask for any sort of like money or do any sort of audible sponsorships. Um, we do this for the love of the show. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm so happy about um, getting to talk to the to these folks from the show uh, that we love so much. And I just I just want more people to to hear those uh, those interviews. Um, so having us pop up. You know, in the upper charts of uh, iTunes would definitely help out with that. Um, so five star reviews. Uh, you know, if you want to give us, a, if you really sincerely, sincerely think we deserve four or less, um, please don't, because that's not nice. We do this for free. 
Um, <clears throat> anyway, so iTunes reviews, please. Um, it's so weird asking for things. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's too much to ask. No? Good. <laughs> um, and we haven't talked about it, and it's not in our pre-recorded bits at the end of this show yet. Maybe it'll be in there. We'll have to re-record our pre-record <laughs> for season three. But I did want to... Uh, Throw a shout out to Steph and I's uh, other pet project, <laughs> which is m- might as well be called iZombie Podcast After Hours, but it's not. <laughs> um, uh, Steph and I, you know, we watch iZombie every week and we have a have a great time chatting about the show. But we also watch a ton of TV uh, besides that, and usually are binge watching this thing or that thing. And uh, Steph said to me, uh, well, we just kind of at the same time decided that we wanted to start watching Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Um, So we started another podcast and it's more of a, it's what we'd call a binge cast. We we don't really want to talk about one episode, uh, a podcast because it's such an old show and who's really watching it or whatever. So uh, we are watching like four or five at a time. We're already almost done with season two at this point. The podcast is called We Don't Want to Wait. And you can find it on your iTunes by searching We Don't Want to Wait. And it's it's, uh, officially a Dawson's Creek podcast. Um, But eventually at this rate, we're going to be done with Dawson's Creek. So we're probably going to move on to other uh, fun WB dramas. That uh, will be announced in the future And I don't know, it's just kind of our Kickback and BS um, Not so formal Not so edited kind of Extremely cash Extremely cash <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, yeah If you're in, at all interested In hearing our thoughts about Four or five Dawson's Creek episodes At a time um, Check out We Don't Want to Wait and uh, that's it. Oh, I do have to do the next time on iZombie thing. Did you have anything else to say before I... I mean, do you have anything else to plug or chat about? No. I don't know. All right. Well, next time on iZombie, it's called Pour Some Sugar Zombie. Or I should say, Pour Some Sugar Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, description says Peyton is moving back in with Liv Oh good Yay Um, Liv consumes the brain of a recently murdered stripper And uncovers some extremely useful information Hmm. Meanwhile Blaine isn't quite himself lately And Ravi makes a startling discovery Lastly, Major and Ravi are helping Peyton move back in with Liv when she receives a surprising phone call. And that's going to be written by friend of the show, Diane Ruggiero Wright, and uh, directed by Marziamas. The first of the final four uh, episodes of iZombie Season 2. So uh, tune in for that, and uh, tune in for our podcast um, also, just wanted to mention that uh, we did have a couple of interviews lined up. We were supposed to talk to our uh, our Rita Gilda tonight. <laughs> Leon Lapp was going to be chatting with us. And I'm assuming that we're going to just probably reschedule that because it doesn't seem to be working out uh, for tonight to chat about. Um, but I do have an interview lined up with... Uh, 
Um, the other executive producer of the show, Dan Etheridge, who is uh, also the director of tonight's episode. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, that interview is supposed to be happening um, Friday night, so it'll probably be coming out uh, Friday night or Saturday. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that, and we'll, we'll hopefully be talking to Leanne as well soon. Um, I guess that's it, Steph. <laughs> Um, I believe we have followed the scientific method. We've asked questions. Research was compiled. Indeed. And if our hypothesis was uh, simple, uh, that a podcast can be recorded to summarize the data collected in one episode of iZombie. And that hypothesis was tested on Skype. I believe my adrenal glands and brain waves were properly stimulated. Now we just need to plot out on this audiograph and publish our findings. Hmm, indeed. Science bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in three, two, one, go. You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel Redemption Cast. Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series, The Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash iZombiePodcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brand Appetit!